Hello, BitPickers, and welcome to episode 20 of BitPicking, the software engineering podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Greg. Hello, Greg. Hi, Mark. This week in BitPicking, we talk about responsible development. Where, as a developer, should you draw the line? Yeah, and where should the industry head? And we throw out a whole bunch of facts that we have to fact check in the outro. Let's do it. So, Greg, what do you mean by responsible development? So, what I'm talking about here is that there seems to be sometimes a um, contention or conflict between the person asking for something to do to get done and then the person doing it. And should the you know how far should the person doing it, um, if they don't think they should do it, how, how responsible are they? Um, to their own beliefs and to the business to push back on that. Um, and so to illustrate that, we can think about websites and the proliferation of adverts or um, those little pop-ups that ask you to do a survey um, or other generally user adverse or reverse um, strategies. You know, someone's had to think of the idea, so that's probably come from marketing or product management or something, it's gone through a whole bunch of people and eventually it's now on a ticket in Jira, obviously, yeah. for the developer to do. And if the developer feels like that's not the right thing to do, you know, should they push back? You know? And I think some, some of the things are relatively benign. You know, okay, if someone says, put a new advert in the top left-hand corner, okay, well, we all seem to have got used to adverts on web pages. Okay. The survey thing, I think we're all just a bit numb to it. But there are things like um, tracking... Uh, control C um, so PC World Curry's PC World they do a thing now where if you try and copy the product name off one of their product pages it can, it pops up a little thing saying don't go somewhere else you know we'll price match that yeah. kind of thing is that alright? I don't know that's the open question you can embed trackers that now track cursor um, movement so yeah. you can then take someone's session and actually follow it through and watch it yeah. to see how they've navigated a site is that okay? Yeah. Small side note. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll edit it and put this at the end. <laughs> Did you see that someone has done the trick where they've done that with CSS? They've used pure CSS yeah, that was brilliant. to track mouse movements. Yes, absolutely brilliant. Genius. Yeah, yeah. Scary, but genius. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll find a link to that in the show <laughs> notes because we're really good at doing that. But no, that's, that's a great example. So someone has done that as a technical... Um, experiment yeah. and it's really cool because they've been able to take something wasn't designed for what they were doing but yeah. what they what they've done with it and show it off you can imagine that somebody's looking at that saying great now i can go past some kind of javascript blocker or some yeah. you know thing yeah um, and i can actually do cursor tracking in a different way yes and that may yeah. end up on someone's desk okay look at this demo I want you to implement that and track where the user's going on my site. Yeah, yeah. How, what, what should the developer do in that situation? Because mostly developers are doing it because these things exist, you know? There is a reality that uh, people are employed and paid money to do this stuff. Yeah. And uh, some people may... I suggest that people like you and I are in fortunate positions where if we felt like it crossed a line that we didn't want to cross, we could say, I don't want to do this. I'll go and find another job. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people may not be in the same position. Um, and therefore, certainly when it's not uh, explicitly abusive to a user or illegal, I should say, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's another level to consider, right? There, there, there's, there's user unfriendly and then there's illegal. illegal. Yeah. Um, but, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder there whether if something was illegal, could, would the developer be culpable? Yeah, potentially, potentially. Mm. Or could they? Do, would know. their defence just be, "Well, I was told to do it, Your Honour." I, I suspect in a court. I, I am not a lawyer. <laughs> this is not a law <laughs> podcast. Although you know you've got that background, so well, I, do, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think they would be actually. I think I think that would be no, a valid defence. Yeah, yeah. He says with a grimacing face. So, but, <laughs> but that's but that's another great example of it, isn't it? Yeah. Like how responsible should a developer be to understand that stuff? But, or, or, or is it reasonable to just blindly not blindly, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean, just to say, I trust that the business has got my back and they're not asking me to do Yeah. I mean I, I think it's I think it's too simplistic to go this thing is not good or uh you know is is abusive to the user uh and uh you know people just shouldn't developers should, should just say no and not not do it because like <laughs> i say clear, at the end of the day people have got their, their jobs to worry about it may not be obvious to them yeah that yeah. it's you know uh bad for the for the user the other side of that relationship is all of this is driven by money ultimately yeah right all of the things that you described are ways of trying to make more money for the business. So uh, you have to kind of ask about the responsibility of the developer to make money for the business as well, mm. right? You know, they have some level of responsibility to do what their employer asks them to do. Ask them to do if if they believe that it's going to, you know. And I think most contracts, I think they have that explicitly in there, don't they? Here are your yeah. tasks, and then final clause, and any other reasonable thing that the business requires you to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. But, and again, yeah. I mean, it seems to, to reduce it to, to simplistic arguments, but you know, but you could you could uh, you could equate it with the um, the sort of thought experiment of the train running down the tracks, and by by pulling this lever, I can stop five people getting run over. <laughs> on that yeah. side but I'm you know five people might get killed there and but one person will definitely get killed if I pull this lever so should I pull the lever or not um, mm. but that's yeah. true because that well that's not true you shouldn't <laughs> if you want to kill five people that's up to you right, right. <laughs> but but that does raise the stakes doesn't it so so the developers who are building uh, the models or whatever for self-driving cars Yep. they have to think about this stuff. Yes. And I bet there's a very, I hope that there is a very strong personal responsibility that all of the people involved in that, you know, are, are taking to, to do the right thing. Um, because the right, well, maybe yeah. that's the wrong thing. There, isn't, well, there probably isn't a right thing, but to make sure that they're able to, uh, to prove that they've thought about it sufficiently and not just done something that, so, well, and there's a good thought. So how far does this extend to, for example, writing tests or being able to show that you've tested your, your software changes? Mm. Um, great example, 
uh, is the the Boeing issue. Yes, that's right. right. Yeah. So you know, people, a lot of people died um, through a software fault, and you know, I, I won't claim to know really what the underlying causes of that were. Um, but you know, do the do the developers of that software uh, have a personal responsibility? Because I think I mean, it might, you know, my understanding of that that was you know here's a feature that uh, ostensibly w- was sort of useful but maybe not the best thing to do, right? I think didn't didn't it kind of ena- basically enabled enabled a feature that but didn't tell the pilots was my very high level understanding. I feel like it's, it's too important to try and make it up. But I, that's not what okay. I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not what I, I heard. I heard it got okay. de-scoped right. in order yeah. to deliver the planes on time. Okay. So you right. could you could buy um, like an upgrade. I mean, this is great, isn't it? Because this could all be fake news and stuff. Yeah. But what I heard was you could, you could buy an... Um, there was an upgrade, a security... Not security upgrade, but like a an update that they didn't deliver in order to get the planes on time or something. Okay. All right. Neither of us know. Between us, <laughs> we, 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 we don't know. But, but, the, um, but it still begs the question, at some point somebody had to make a decision about whether they either did or didn't, yeah. didn't do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and a, yeah, at some level, a developer needed to be part of that decision. I mean, that um, team must feel awful. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. I, you know, but again, is it the sort of thing that, in you know, in hindsight, it, it's obvious? Is it any different to any disaster? I, I finished watching Chernobyl last night. Oh, I haven't finished you know? the finale. Yet. Oh, okay, right. I've right. only just finished Game of Thrones, <laughs> right. and I'm still upset. <laughs> so, <You know? laughs> uh, um, yeah, but I mean, these are all great things. So we started off with like websites yeah 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 but this this is what i wanted to sort of get to because you start with that and you think oh that's all a bit benign yeah that's acceptable now we're at planes crashing and uh nuclear power plants exploding yeah it's a different conversation but it's the same thing isn't it you know yeah 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 who's responsible decision to be made And, and you don't want the developers of the plane software to be responsible because you no. can sort of see, as somebody in the industry, you can sort of see all of the things that would lead to that. Yeah. You know, the the amount of project managers and turnover of staff and all of that kind of stuff that would dilute that responsibility to, to, to nothing. So no one's responsible. Yeah. And yet it still occurred and it shouldn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you say, it's, um, there has to be kind of a, 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 a herd responsibility. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. the thing, but but the herd is is everyone and nobody at the same time, nobody particularly. Yeah, yeah, that's the trouble, isn't it? And it's the same yeah, with the tr- adverts thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. there's too, there's so many people involved that no one person can take credit for um, pop ups. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. Mozilla could when they wrote JavaScript, yeah. but you know. To, to, to wind it back from, from the plane crashes and, and, and Chernobyl, um, um, you know, I'd, my, my other thought is you were talking about the, the ad pop-ups and all that, those kind of things. Is it just us as users being uh, uh, 
ungrateful? Because you're, you're, you're almost certainly talking about pop-ups on uh, uh, websites that you do not pay for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't, they don't get there without spending money. Yeah. So they have to recoup money. So, you know, we, ex- we have to accept that adverts are part of the internet. He says, as a man who runs a pie hole, recommendation for yeah, users. They're, yeah, they're brilliant. Pie holes are, are, are a great bit of software. Um, but we get so much but, content for but, but free. But my, my, my point isn't that there are adverts, because you're right, they have to monetize this stuff somehow. But it's the the way it's, you know, how far. I suppose it's, 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 the, it's the dark arts, right? Of, yeah. of these things. I mean, the Bournemouth Echo website. Oh. <laughs> if you run it without a pie hole, and for anyone who doesn't know what a pie hole is, it's a little um, DNS server you run on your local network, and it will basically block adverts. Yeah. That's the simplest way to describe it, without having to configure all your individual devices. Um, per se, somebody will say, "Well, actually." Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know, and and so if you if you well you know if you go to the Bournemouth Echo website without some kind of ad blocker yes happening yeah I did I mean it's, it's I did like the day I was on another network and I was blinding yeah and one of them is it pops up and it says do you want to take part in a survey or something and you say no and then it pops up again and says thank you for telling us that you don't want to partake <laughs> in a survey we won't bother you again yeah how does that get through. All of the gates that say, right, okay, guys, we, we need to to get some some survey data. Yeah. Okay, here's my idea. Yeah. Yes, boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, other, the other one that came up, um, and I was going to tweet about it until I realised that I think you tweeted exactly the same thing uh, just a, a couple of weeks earlier, because I went to, I ended up looking at a site on medium.com oh, yeah. on my phone, yeah. where the lower third of the screen is the, uh, is the cookie yeah, warning? The, thing, yeah. uh, the the middle of the screen is uh, I can't remember. It's like yeah, welcome back. You've got you know five free five articles, free articles yeah. and the, and the, the sort of top quarter of the screen is do you want to use the medium app? So yeah. you can't actually see the article at, <laughs> at all, all when you first yeah. land on the site. And yeah. that, I, I suppose that's a way. From, that's not that's not about responsible development in terms of dark arts, but just like just not being so abusive to the user um, or you know user experience there has suffered massively yeah. but it's funny isn't it because Medium started as such a big deal because it's ex-Twitter employee or or CEO or something like that so you'd think that they've they know this stuff like this isn't an yeah. amateur site yeah so, you, so in that instance I thought they must have done the numbers on this because they can't have not noticed it. They can't have not noticed <laughs> no, no, that, sure, you know, yeah. that if you view one of their articles, a medium article on a phone, that's what you get. Yeah. Now, to be fair, you only get it the first time. So, you know. True. Well, that, that's, that's sort of true. But, you know, for example, you know, I got there and saw the cookie stuff because I was in a, a, a another app with a, with a web Yeah, right, yeah, case, web view, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, so you got It then didn't kind of persist. Yeah. But you think, I mean, my thought was you'd think they'd know this. And so then I wonder whether they've decided that the value of whatever they're trying to achieve, collecting email addresses or pushing people over to the app or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. must be greater than the disappointment that people like me or you... Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or maybe they haven't run the numbers on it and it's just... They're just like, oh, that's crap. 
Yeah. You know, there was another one I saw the other day. This isn't this. I think this is more of a mistake. But on Eventbrite, you can't use a password manager to log in because it does that silly thing yeah, where yeah. it it separates the email address from the password. And whatever they've done on the email address page, password managers don't recognise it. Right. Yeah. So, or at least the, the one I'm using, iCloud Keychain, and it doesn't. Right. So, I mean, and it's just infuriating. And I think maybe there's a reason for this. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, a bug yeah. and you just haven't prioritised it, or maybe it's just a reason for it. Yeah. Um, but it's infuriating. But we digress because that's not we, really. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that again, playing sort of a little bit devil's avocado. Where does it end? I mean, I know we, we very quickly got into planes crashing or whatever, and that's terrible. But you can also think of something like Uber and their business practices. You know, they were building spy software, um, as I understand it, so that they could track competitors um, and then change the way that their system worked in order to do them over. Okay, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think... I mean, again, this is this is, this is going to be a... Um, a, a, a poor memory but yeah. there was something along those lines and they yeah. got in a lot of trouble for it um, well there was also um uh, so also uber and i don't know whether this is the the same thing you're describing or, or something else but i remember there being a hoo-ha about the fact that they had a uh, a kind of dashboard internally where you could see where you know every uber Right, yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing at that point in time. So it wasn't about competitors so much as just I want a I want a big screen that says you know here's all the Uber rides happening in San Francisco at the moment. But that doesn't, that doesn't sound too bad if you, if there's that. But well, they but no, they were but using it for is, nefarious. But, but this is my reasons. okay. I don't I'm know. Sure I, 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 I don't know about that. Certainly, you know, my understanding from the stuff I read was that the hoo ha was more about you've invaded privacy. Because now you can see, oh, this guy is taking a ride, taking a ride here. Mm. We, we yeah. need a fact checking. We, we, <laughs> we, <definitely laughs> we need to insert. We need but insert we agree that Uber did some bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unethical. Well, no, unresponsible. But, but, the, but the, the reason, the reason I, I mentioned that, and or my interpretation, um, you know, whether right or not, but there's there are things where it may not be clear to someone that it's not. Like your interpretation of it, if someone says to me, "Hey, can we have a dashboard of where everyone's taking a ride?" You probably go, "Yeah, sounds, sounds cool. great." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to someone else, as soon as that gets out, this is seen by someone as a gross invasion of of, of privacy. Um, you know, and then it's it's probably debatable as to whether it whether it is or isn't. You can kind of see the argument. Yeah, I'm, but I'm the sure the time, thing I'm thinking of it was pretty clear that they were doing something pretty nasty. Okay. Um, but let's just presume they are. Although it doesn't work, we can't just presume they are just to make my argument work. <laughs> I mean, the point I was trying to get to was that that you can, and we've sort of done it ourselves there, you can reconcile yourself out of all of these situations to the point where no one is responsible anymore. Yeah. You know, and yet a very bad thing has happened. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's probably a Cambridge uh, Analytica stroke Facebook argument in there as well. Yeah. I bet every individual decision along the way sounded sensible and everybody got caught up in the in the excitement of what we're doing yeah and yet the result of it has been disastrous yeah depending on who you talk to yeah you know <laughs> yeah and so what can you do about that and where i mean I, I think it's pretty clear that an individual developer can't possibly personally hold themselves responsible for that 
No, I, but I, where I does think, it? Like, yeah, I, I think I think you know, it, it, in a large part, it's it, unless it's grossly illegal. Uh, you know, you you're, <laughs> you're not going to go on. That's it. I quit. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to make that background blue. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation clue. like this? Do you think? I mean, not quite as bad as as planes crashing, but um. No, I, I, I don't think... Not that I tell you. <laughs> Gee, I know, geez. it's a bit of a loaded question, you what, isn't it? I made some good money off that Uber somewhere. <laughs> the FBI ran the door away too. <laughs> um, no, but I, um, I do have... Um, I do have an interesting situation at the moment. I'm just trying to think how I can describe this in, in ways that is not... Um, revealing. Not detailed and revealing. Uh, but at a high level... It is um, so, it, there was a technical idea, right? So it involves gathering data about people, pe- people who are who are users of the system, right? Yeah. Gather, gathering data. Now they may be users of the system um, through different uh, customers, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah. right? So, so we have many customers. Those those customers have people that use the system. And the question is, can I identify a user who has come through customer A is also the same person that came through customer B and yeah. link them up and therefore you know, get some, some insight as to their journey, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, we talked about this and we're like, well, this would be great if you can do this and do that and do that. Legal get involved. <laughs> So you can't do it, right? You know, the, the, the law say you you can't do this, you can't do that. And you go, oh, but it's such a good idea. Like, <laughs> if you could do it. So, so you're sort of in this kind of like, right, well, stri- I like my strictly it's illegal, but we're not doing anything bad with it. <laughs> do you know, so it's, again, it's, the, it's, that, it's that, that rationalizing, isn't it? It's like, well, we're not going to do anything bad with it though. Mm. So... So it'll it'll be all right, won't it? It'll be all right. Like if we do it, like you know. I mean, it's encouraging. Just to, to, just hear to be that clear, we're, well, we're, we're, we haven't got to a, to a, actually to a fully fledged discussion of uh, of the ins and outs of the legalities or the. Or yeah, I mean that one. That one it. sounds like lots of people are doing that already. Sounds, you know, like taking taking data from two different oh, sources so, and then I saying, mean, oh, they happen to be the, the same person." The, you know. the, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But you, you, you just prompted me to think of you know, the argument, which is, well, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. what harm if we do it as well? You know, and I, I, all of these things, um, as with every episode of bit picking, <laughs> it depends. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, but there is the, 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 there there is no answer because at the end of the day, it, it comes down to to an individual's. Um, uh, a ability to recognise whether something is either bad slash abusive slash illegal um, slash disastrous (laughs) slash life changing Um, um, uh, uh, and B then their um, their ability to kind of stomach the the trade-offs and just how bad is it you know Clearly, it's bad if I write software that kills somebody. 
is it bad if I write a feature that puts up a pop-up asking someone to take a survey? You know, I might say yes, you might say no. No, but as, you know, a staunch, uh, um, I don't know what the word is for it, warrior of this type of thing. I don't want to say social justice warrior, yeah. but you know what I mean? Somebody was really yeah. like, really into this would say, you know, maybe there's no difference because if you allow the first thing to happen, you know, the, 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 oh, yeah. the pop-ups yeah. on websites or, I mean, that, yeah, I agree that's pretty boring, but the, the sort of the tracking and all that kind of yeah. stuff, you're not too far away from all the other stuff. Yeah, you know, and you're you're normalising that kind of behaviour that it's okay for a corporation to to act in in um, non responsible ways. There's there's definitely um, people out there who I think are trying to um, set these standards or set the frameworks in which recognising that technology as an industry is uh, very young, very yeah. immature very you know and, and the whole silicon valley well we'll just if we think it'll make us money we'll yeah, do it's it fair game, yeah. is it ethical you know i don't know if you've seen the juicero you know is it ethical to sell a bag of fruit <laughs> and an 800 dollar machine that squashes the said bag of fruit you know well uh, worse than that is the um the the drugs lady oh I mean, this is a terrible episode for facts, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> but there was that. Yeah, there was the um, the CEO, and she she had a, a, a software sort of stroke tech company in uh, drugs, as in uh, medicine. Yeah. Um, I think she said that she could do blood tests, like really, she had some software or, or a product to do blood testing. Either way, it doesn't matter. She fabricated all sorts of stuff, got millions and millions, like hundreds of millions of pounds worth of or dollars of investment, and the whole thing was bollocks. Right. Like, or, or was not that, as good that, as that she sounds like most Silicon Valley <laughs> yeah but this was this was higher stakes wasn't yeah, it yeah, because yeah, if it's she... a juice making machine yeah yeah, you know what you know all the all the VC tossers they lost their money but yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. else was alright yeah. although again someone else will turn up and tell us how that <laughs> money comes directly from the poor or something but this was proper serious you know like um, you know life changing uh, stuff right we, we definitely yeah. we need to do an addendum at the end where we go <laughs> yeah. through each fact that we've said <laughs> and clarify it we need like a kind of like whatever is after dark kind of episode of the podcast yeah, exactly, where we, where we yeah. you know it's like a, you know the um, it takes two you know to, to the Strictly Come Dancing kind of oh the, yeah I'm, much, I'm not as highbrow as that I'm a big Britain's Got More Talent that's what I do yeah. right. <laughs> there we go but it's exactly like yeah or, yeah, we just it, need to, what is it now? Love Island. We just need to get somebody, some B-list celebrity to, uh, <laughs> or, or D-list celebrity to present it. But it's another good example. Like, there's this company that um, it was revealed later was doing terrible things with their money and got caught out. Mm. You know, but just think how many people were complicit in that. Yeah. You know, and and where. Again, I think it's very clear the responsibility doesn't lie at a developer level, you know. But that no. doesn't mean that. But there's always, you know, then, then, and there's always going to be if someone is is like at a CEO level is willing to do that. I'm sure, you know, as well as selling the lie to investors and to customers, I'm fairly sure they will be selling that lie yeah. to 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 their, to staff. The, to their yeah. staff as well. Yeah. You know, uh, and, you know, you're going to be saying to a developer just. 
just hack it for now, just hard code it for now, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Or just run, you know, and we'll get to that you know, next week. We're just we're just trying to lay out the picture for people, you know. I mean, we, we've all done smoke and mirrors demos, right? <laughs> yeah. of, of things. It's called an MVP, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> which is. <laughs> Just, just hack it for now. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it doesn't, if it doesn't work. We're just trying to paint a picture for people, and then we'll go. You know, yeah. and before you know it, you've launched the software with that, with that bit. I've never done that. Far as I can <laughs> remember. Um, but yeah, but you know, you, you, there's somebody's going to be at the centre of that lie, and, and they're going to lie to whoever they need to lie to mm. to to make it continue. Um, so you can't really lay the layer people's doorsteps there you know and again it's all of these things happen inch by inch don't they oh yeah i think that's it's not it's not a grand hey greg welcome to the company now (laughs) i just need you to fabricate all of these (laughs) these test results Uh, your job is to write the random number generator to fabricate the test results you know it doesn't happen like that it's going to be just do this for now and then we'll we'll make it work and and make it yeah okay yeah and you'll go that sounds a little bit dodge but I think the tide is is changing. Um, I mean, I, I hate saying it because it's it's always the one that comes up. But Apple are very big on their privacy um, stance. I don't know if you saw WWDC this week. I saw bits of it. I didn't see that. Bit. I know that it got talked about, but I can't claim to have. Well, they, they seen everything they said. They kept saying, and and privacy is baked in. You know, the data doesn't come to us or. It happens somewhere else, you know, that kind of stuff. So they were very clear in their messaging. Yeah. You know, we are the privacy conscious company. Yeah. Um, and obviously they like to be the ethical company as well. They have all their green initiatives and yeah. and that kind of stuff. And they've fallen down in the past or whatever. I wonder if in the next few years, this is going to be the big thing, you know, and people will be buying oh, I, and shopping based on the ethics of the company. I think that's definitely a case. Uh, I think, um, well... Number one, I'm not sure how ethical it is to charge a thousand dollars for a monitor stand. But if you don't need a stand, it's just waste money. <laughs> so you get choice. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. Though, that is that is bonkers. I'd love that's to one day do an episode just on, on Apple <laughs> and how crazy they that's are. But, anyway. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the point I was going to make was um, a lot of this discussion, a lot of the responsibility on developer is not just about what you uh, do but what what you don't do the other way around not just what you don't do but what you do do um, you know and if you are not for example writing your software in a way that makes sure you are protecting the privacy of your uh, and, and I mean that you know at a, at a, at a technical security level you yeah, know, yeah. if you are storing your users passwords in plain text in your database then yeah, you know, that is that is a that is a problem for your users, right? Because if that gets leaked, it's their details that are getting leaked. Mm. Um, so, funny enough, today, just today, uh, I, I was on a GitHub account of someone's, and um, there was a repo where it had one commit, which was migrate. The commit message was migrate to Git, right? Or migrate to GitHub, and I think they pushed, not knowing that this information they pushed was public. Right, and it had some what I would consider sensitive information in it, and I thought, you know, that guy or girl, yeah, 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 is going to be in a lot of trouble. So oh. obviously, I made an offline copy. <laughs> I once, I once accidentally pushed a uh, an AWS key to GitHub. Ooh, that 
yeah. Global, how much did it cost you? Luckily, because I'm a responsible developer, <laughs> the credentials... Uh, and this, thanking my past self because I deliberately used credentials that were read-only uh, and so they whilst they, someone tried to do something with it they couldn't right um, oh, but could you see that someone had tried well um, yes I could right. um, Cloud told me that you know the, those um, credentials have been used but big shout out to um, Git Guardian who uh free of charge will basically email you if they spot credentials so, so mm. they're kind of looking at that fire hose in the same way as nefarious people and if they spot that you've checked in credentials they will email you so I woke up and got an email saying you do realise that you've checked in oh, right. AWS good. credentials and I was like do you have to sign up for that or is it do they just do it anytime anybody no, no anytime, yeah 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 they just okay. based I guess based on the the email address in the, uh, of the yeah, yeah, exactly. in, in the commit um oh, so so they were really awesome mm. yeah. I don't know if you can give them a, I, I I contributed after that actually um oh, good, you can, yeah, you, can cool. you know you can do a, a PayPal or patreon or whatever it might be um because I thought that was a a, a fantastic service for stupid people like me <laughs> we've gone um, a little bit off topic why were we talking about that no I think oh, it's yeah, good because we, we spent the, the start of this episode has been quite heavily on the product side yeah. you know like yeah. responsible product decisions really yeah. and yeah. how far how far does that stretch into developer land yeah. but you've just raised a really good angle which is um, for the things that only a developer is responsible for yeah. i.e. storing passwords and that kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. there's a heavy responsibility there as well isn't there yeah you know, not to do it. But how do you learn this stuff? You know, if you're a new developer on a small team, you're not directed, you don't have a cheat sheet that says blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know. But um, how does a builder know how to build build a, a wall that is safe? You get qualifications, you, you, you have True. building inspectors... You know, and and that's something that, and I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past. That is something that uh, I feel a lot of software developers are slightly averse to, is having someone come in and check their work and tell them that maybe they are wrong, yeah, and doing things in the wrong way. You mean you mean like a, um, a coach type person or a security consultant? Yeah, or well, both? I mean, I, either as long as if you took the analogy of a building inspector. There would yeah, there would yeah, be yeah. a certified person that comes in and says, "That's not good. That's, not good. good. That's not good." And I mean, this is it. I suppose with a building inspector, you sort of have to. Um, uh, you have to get that done and signed off. Yeah. With with software, you you, you cannot put a process in place that says you cannot release your software. Well, I say you cannot. In the world, in the world today. <laughs> It is probably unthinkable that you would not be able to launch software uh, until someone had come in, yeah. some uh, in, in an official capacity and an independent official capacity, and signed off your software to say it is unfathomable, isn't it? I can't say my th as well. Yeah, because because I, I was as you were talking, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Like, how could you in in the startup culture that we've got and the agile, straight, lean, you know, get it out there quickly. Yeah, you know the concept of having somebody check before it's too late it just doesn't quite fit into that. So you sort of 
it's another situation where you sort of need to know everything before you start. Yeah. Like, and I think quite a lot of Agile is like that. Like the, the, the textbook ways where everything works perfectly requires you to have all the experience and all the knowledge right up front. And I think that's quite, a, it's quite an ask, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. But if we're going to, as an industry, if we're going to be... Responsible. Responsible <laughs> yeah. and mature, I think you've got to get there. And, it, and yeah. particularly when you, um, you know, thinking about AI and the various uses of AI um, and, and machine learning... Although I suppose I'm going back more to the more to the product thinking now, but you know there's um, th- there are myriad ways to bugger things up, <laughs> yeah. um, either technically or you know or or, yeah. or sort of ethically, um, and all the while that it's you know anybody can release anything they want. Um, it, it's going to be a problem. The question is whether as a society we can accept that well, it's know, good I mean or, it's really or do you, or, or do, you, do you have to apply for your software developer's license <laughs> that's true yeah it becomes it, like I said it's becoming a differentiator take the yeah maybe, have, maybe yeah. on both both approaches you know from a company perspective you know yeah. maybe that's going to be the thing if you yeah. can if you can show that you're an ethical and responsible yeah. organisation then that might improve sales yeah. Um, and as a developer, if you can show the same, then you'll be more valuable to the industry. So we need a certified you, security you, um, expert. Uh, the other side of the coin, though, I mean, I suppose these things already exist in the form of things like ISO 9001. True, yeah. Which is you know, generally accepted to be... But again, you're not going to get that as hell. a startup, are you? I mean, no, you, you can't no. possibly. So how, how do you... How do you maintain that? At yeah. the, maybe there's a startup or, for this. <laughs> or maybe we just don't be a dick. <laughs> I mean, is that is that sufficient? Do you think? I've tried for many years, Mark. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not setting in. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I, I think um, you know. I don't think. I don't think we're going to come up with a suitable solution within this podcast. Unfortunately. I know, I know normally we're pretty good at nailing solutions. <laughs> telling people to, what to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this time I think this one's going to defeat us. No, and, and, uh, yeah, and I think it's a great topic to think about. I, and, I, and I do think the responsibility uh, is for people to think about it. Yeah. You know, maybe the answers aren't obvious, but I think if people aren't really considering... Um, the their actions, whether it's as a developer or as a you know product or company um, strategy type thing, then that is irresponsible. Yeah. Um, you know whether whether they're capable of doing anything about it, slightly different question. So that's my ending statement. <laughs> Roll the drums. <laughs> so now I think we should take a break, fact check everything, <laughs> come back. <laughs> and then say this is what this is and if it changes any of the discussion we need to be clear and responsible about it
Greg, we've done some fact checking. <laughs> Did I say fact checking or fact checking? <laughs> we know what we're talking about now. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> we've done some fact checking. Um, because I, I, because we're respons- responsible <laughs> podcasters, we've been on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've fact checked as, as best as we can in, um, in, in the. Uh, how long is that little drum loop? About <laughs> ten. <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> um, so, Boeing. My understanding uh, from, from what I read here is there, there were two problems. Right. Um, so we were both sort, sort of right. That's what I like to uh, <laughs> there, there was uh, one feature, MCAS, which uh, would automatically try and push the nose down towards the ground and the pilots were not uh, aware that this thing had been introduced necessarily uh, and therefore didn't really understand what the plane was doing right. uh, and were trying to fight it. Um, the other thing that, that sort of fed into part of that was there were some sensors... Uh, that uh, would get out of sync and if they were out of sync it was a bad thing and it should have displayed a warning uh, and uh, it didn't because that was an optional extra because <laughs> right, okay. the indicator for these sensors was an optional extra and so the warning for these sensors was also perhaps unintentionally Yeah, I think the argument is that the warning should have been there whatever maybe if the indicator wasn't there the the warning there out of sync should have been what's interesting in that though uh is that uh it mentions engineers being aware of that problem uh two years ago and raising it and then somewhere someone has pushed that information off to the side and said thanks lads uh but don't worry about it well that's the part of the story i heard that it was um some competitive decision they had to get the plane out at a certain time to compete with airbus or something and they worked with the fcc or no the faa to to get that so yeah, yeah that's what i heard that it was a known it was a known thing yeah yeah so is that is that enough as a responsible developer to raise it and then if someone doesn't do anything about it well unless we're all going to go snowden what else can you do you know or what was the other one who's the guy from Ecuador or the Ecuador uh, uh, Julian Assange yeah you know I mean that's the extreme isn't it yeah whistleblowing alright so the Uber thing so we said that Uber had some kind of application which I thought was for tracking competitors and you thought for users um, there was an application it was called Greyball it did track users but its intent was to evade local government authorities in the States, Australia, South Korea, and China. Uh, I haven't quite gone into the detail of how it did that, um, but it would basically track users to try and prove that there was or was not um, problems with their um, service in order to get regulation. Right. Um, And it was a secret application, um, and then it was discovered. And In fact, it led to the Transport for London denying the renewal oh, of their okay. license right, right. Um, in part. Is, is that a smell when someone asks you to develop a secret application? Well, yes. I mean, I'm interested in the name as well, Greyball. Yeah. That oh, that's the other one. When it, when it, get, when it gets a, a code name like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, people can read up about what it was actually yeah. doing. So tell me all about Theranos. 
Theranos. Um, it was what we said, really. Um, there was this company, it said that it had devised blood tests that only needed small amounts of blood. And so presumably this was a, a breakthrough in blood testing. Um, it was run by a lady called Elizabeth Holmes. I can't do my THs, can I? Mm. I need to see a therapist. <laughs> and she raised six, 700 million US dollars for this and then it turned out that it was all false wow um, and what I find interesting is she raised that money when she was 19 years old well not all of the money but it started when she was 19 and if I think mm. back when I was 19 <laughs> you could raise 50p <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um, so yeah so that one was um, was okay um, I don't know what it's, was false about it. Again, we'd have to look up what she yeah. said yeah. that was false. Um, but apparently the whole thing was a complete scam. And is it safe to say that every other fact that we mentioned during the podcast was completely and verifiably true? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Including <laughs> that one. We'll go with it. All right. Good discussion, Greg. Yeah. Now, we're going to be taking a little break, aren't we? We are. Summer is upon us. Um, and we're going to we, get our get our shorts on, get down the beach. Yeah, and also we need a bit more experience, don't we? We do. <laughs> We've run out of like we do. Topics. We have to actually go do some. We have work to do now. some work to yeah, get yeah. stories to tell you, lovely bit pickers. Can't just sit around in the podcast studio all week like we do at the moment, can <laughs> no, we? That's true. Yeah, so we'll probably be back autumn time. Yes, we'll yeah, be back sometime summer, in the autumn when the nights start drawing in. Uh, it's telling actually. We're sat here and it's still light outside. Um, it's Although our listeners have no concept of what time it is, so no, I know. Time checking. It's safe to say it's in the evening. <laughs> sometime five past ten. Five past ten. There yeah. we go. Here we go. We work late into the night for you, <laughs> listeners. Um, cool. So that's it. End that's of season one. We need to have a season, season one wrap one. up party. Well, we do want to have a wrap up party. Yeah, that's a good. That's twenty solid episodes. That is, yeah, Greg. That's, that's a. That's a. That's a, a good canon of work. That is. I feel yeah. like if we were to pop our clogs tomorrow. You know, we would have left a, a legacy. Yeah. So, and if listeners are sad to see us go for summer and they want to go back through our back catalogue, it is all available. And there's some great ones there. Like our children. Well, I don't have children, but like people's children, we probably can't pick a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't. No, they're okay. all amazing. <laughs> they, they're all as great as one another. We will still be on the end of. Twitter handles. That's correct. Yeah. So if you want to get in touch at BitPigging on Twitter, uh, we'd love to hear any suggestions for things you'd like us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you if you want to come and talk to us. Yes, yeah, that'd be um, awesome. About stuff. We'd love to do some more interviews uh, in the next season. Uh, but for now, thank you listeners for listening. Yeah, thank we you. We appreciate you being there. This is all for you. 